This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. From hockey to wrestling, football to golf, no sport left unturned. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. The boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon. Uh, joining me as usual, my co-host, Naz Marchese. Good morning, Naz. How are you? Good, Wally. How are you? I'm doing good. Also joining us this morning, uh, former uh, Washington Capitol and a brief stint with the Toronto Maple Leafs, Lou Franceschetti. Good morning, Lou. How are you? Morning, Wally. Morning, Naz. Morning, Lou. Uh, guys, we were trying to, hoping to have Butch Carter on with us this morning. We had lined him up for a, for a one-hour roundtable. I uh, haven't been able to connect with him. So uh was going to start off the show talking about the Raptors win. So, but let's, let's put that off for a bit. Let's... Uh, Let's see if we can get uh, let's see if we can get Butch on the phone and uh, uh, he'd be the perfect guy to talk about it, the Raptors and Celtics. So let's uh, let's uh, let's change topics. Uh, uh, I was going to start off with the Raptors. Uh, there's a lot of sports to talk about. Uh, we're certainly there's no shortage. Uh, we spent most of the spring uh, not having uh, not having much current to talk about. Uh, but currently, everything everything's going on now, as they say. Everything's going on. Uh, of course, the the uh, NHL's getting down to the to the final four. Uh, the Raptors and Celtics and basketball's heading towards the finals. The Jays are heading towards the the playoffs. Uh, the MLS team, the Reds, <laughs> Toronto FC's. Uh, Going at it at a game against the Whitecaps, Italian Grand Prix, Nations Cup in Europe, and now we've got football coming up as well. I mean, the only sport that doesn't seem to be have a season this year probably. Wally, Wally, breaking news: Washington Capitals are going to sign Mike Babcock. Well, I, is uh, is that uh, is that confirmed? Because I understand it's it's him and uh, him and Gordy uh, Gordy Machine Gun Gallant uh, <laughs> uh, are uh, are the two top uh, potential. Uh, uh, coaches in Washington. Formerly uh, with the Knights. Babcock goes to Washington. That would be very interesting, uh, Lou. Your thoughts on uh, on Mike Babcock and the Washington Capitals? Of course, Babcock uh, was fired here. I guess in November, if memory serves me well, a, a, a lot of controversy with him afterwards in terms of some of his coaching techniques. Um, specifically some encounters with Mitch Marner that got reported afterwards. Um, you know, obviously built a, a, a lifetime reputation as one of the premier coaches in the NHL. Uh, Washington Capitals haven't been the same team since they lost Barry Trotz. Uh, Lou, your thoughts on uh, Babcock as a Washington Capital coach or, uh, or, uh, or, 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 or Gallant, um, former Knights coach, your your thoughts on that? Well, you know what the there's two different styles there. You got Gerard Gallant, who, who's an ex-player. He's got a different style and just lets the players take care of themselves, and he, he more or less 
he lets them play their style. And then you got Mike Babcock, who's, who plays with an iron fist. He really, uh, you know, he doesn't have any young talent or that he had in, in Toronto, like a Marner or a Matthews. Or he's got older guys, Kuznetsov, uh, Ovi. And if he can get Ovi to, to buy into to what he's trying to sell, you know, I, I think it's going to be a good fit because they really didn't have anything there with Todd Reardon. It's more or less when Barry left to go to Long Island, it, 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 he took everything with him in the sense that he took all their mojo away. And I don't think anybody uh, on the on the Caps really respected uh Reardon's style or uh, what he had to offer. And when you don't have respect for your coach or we don't have a tough time playing for your coach, then you're not going to succeed. And I think that's what happened this year. If you look at the Caps uh, in that first round, there was no like, – it looked like they didn't, they didn't even want to be there. Uh, and they didn't even buy into the anything that Todd Reardon had to, uh, had to sell. So I think Babcock's going to be a great fit there, uh, only if – Ovi and any young guys. Remember, you got John Carlson there. Uh, um, I don't know who they're going to have in that because Hope is going to be an unrestricted free agent. So time will tell. But you know, either one of them is going to be a great selection uh, for that franchise. Uh, Nez, uh, you brought it up this morning. I, I, I read the same report. Apparently, he's been Babcock's actually been interviewed. It's not just speculation. Uh, Gallant uh, has been interviewed. It's not just speculation. Um, you saw it. What do you think of it? I, I think uh, Babcock's the right guy for Washington. I don't think Gallant is. Gallant uh, is a good young guy's coach. There isn't any young players on Washington. So I, I see it as a really good fit for them. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Babcock didn't, uh, um, you know, didn't, you know, there was there's reports at times about the obviously friction between him and Kyle Dubas. I mean, that manifested itself, uh, I guess, in a lot of different ways. And specifically, uh, uh, the one the one area I, I thought that uh, uh, you could tell the friction between Babcock and Dubas was the signing of Jason Spezza. So, uh, you know, they bring Spezza, and Spezza just wasn't, just didn't, um, didn't fit in in Mike Babcock's plans. May have fit in in Kyle Dubas's plans, and uh, and we're also we don't know if if, if Jason's going to be back next year. Uh, uh, you know, he's 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 at, at uh, apparently league minimum. Uh, may correct me if I'm wrong, Lou, uh, but he's you know obviously at the lower end of the salary scale. Scored nine goals, uh, fulfilled a useful role, and actually. Uh, Gave him a little bit of a buzz. I think it was Game Six when they were down three nothing, and and, and Spezza decided to drop his gloves, which uh, seemed to turn that game around. May have may have a season left in him, maybe one or two, but uh, the Leafs didn't seem like a Babcock type of team. Uh, Babcock was more on uh, the gritty defensive side, and Leafs were more built to be an offensive juggernaut. Uh, Lou, your thoughts? Uh, is is the Babcock Washington? Is that a fit in terms of the players that exist there? And I guess it all it all comes down. You can perhaps you can comment on this. You know, Ovechkin is the franchise. Let's be let's be honest. He's been the guy since he came into the league. He's a Washington Capital. 
much criticized, uh, perhaps earlier in the career because he couldn't deliver the Holy Grail. But uh, you know, he's uh, he brings it on the ice. Uh, passionate player. Uh, when they went to the Stanley Cup that year, seemed to carry the team on his shoulders. Um, you know, sort of dispelled that whole thing that only Canadians want to win the Stanley Cup. Man, he wanted to win that Stanley Cup bad. And I and I think Ovechkin wants to be around to break Wayne Gretzky's record. And I think he's passionate about winning another cup. And I think the big thing has to be which coach is the best fit with Alex Ovechkin? Is, is, well, is, you know, Wally, it it's just how like... Mu- uh, how, much, how, much, how much does Ovechkin control the narrative? I, I think Ovechkin really controls a lot of it because you look what happened when Dale Hunter was there as well. If you do recall, when Dale got in there as, an, as a part-time coach, they went on a big run. And at the end of the day, it was more that it was Ovechkin says, I can't play like this blocking shots and, and put into the style of the, that, that Dale put it. But they were winning. So now you bring in Barry Trotz, who's a more, more or less a freewheeling, not freewheeling, very, very structural defensively style. But he doesn't take the flow out of the offensive. He doesn't take the, the, uh, your offensive game away because he knew that Ovi was more or less the guy up front. And when you see that, and, and again, Ovi is the, the one that if he's in the mood, he's the one that's going to be happy and he's going to be carrying the rest of the guys. But if he's not in the mood and he doesn't buy into into Babcock's system, the other guys are going to see this and they're going to say, "Well, why do I have to work as hard as that I have to?" Because Ovi's not doing it; he's not buying into the system. And another thing we've got to look at: how much say is Babcock going to say in the personnel that they bring in or they have right now? You know, because there's a lot of holes in that in that franchise. You know, you know they ended up first uh, first or second before this pandemic hit. But if you look at it. Philadelphia was on a roll, and so was the, so was Carolina and the Islanders, and Washington was a little bit more. They were going downward, so I think Ovi is going to have a big say on on who they bring in, and probably you know Babcock's going to sit down with Ovi and, and try to persuade him to to see what what he has to offer with this organization. Uh, Ness, yeah, I think Washington is going to do the right thing and sign Babcock. How would uh, the play of why, 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 why do you think that's the right? I don't understand. Uh, I don't understand why you think that's the right thing. Um, They're a veteran team, and uh, Babcock's the per- perfect veteran coach. Uh, more, more, uh, and your 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 thoughts on uh, Gallant, the uh, former uh, Vegas coach. Both you guys, Naz and Lou. Well, I, I think Naz, uh, Gallant's done a great job with Vegas. He had a he had a great job with uh, his last team that they let him go even though that you know they were winning at the time. So and remember, Gallant played the game. Gallant understands the 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 idiosyncrasies of, of players, especially the the players of of this era. And it, and Babcock more or less he tries to play mind games. He played mind games here with the younger kids, but he, he doesn't have the younger the younger top end talent with uh, with Washington that he had here in Toronto. You know, he uh, Tavares bought in, but I think Matthews and uh, not Matthews, yeah, Matthews and, and Marner had a tough time buying into him. You know, everything was dictated when when Matt when uh, Babcock flew all the way out to Las Vegas. Yeah. Oh sorry, Arizona to talk to Matthews after that one series that Matthews wanted to play more head to head against Bergeron. 
and he didn't let them. And, and right. Marner, the same thing. The, the, more or less going in the middle of the dressing room and, and spilling the beans against his own players. Say, that's a mind game. You're not going to do that with Ovi. You're not going to do that with uh, Kuznetsov. Are you going to do that with Tom Wilson? Who else is there? They're Backstrom. You know, those are their top four players that they have. Backstrom's been in the league almost 10 years. Are you going to be able to play those kind of mind games with, uh, with those players? I don't think so. So, no, and I, I, yeah, and I, I think uh, Babcock's, um, you know, he was, he, you know, during his during his run, premier coach in the in the National Hockey League, Toronto. Uh, he was, you know, everybody was after him when uh, when he decided it was time to leave Detroit. But you look back on uh, look back on the teams he had in Detroit, and uh, you know, veteran players, right, um, all the way around. Uh, and that that seems to be, you know, that seems to be the Mike Babcock type of team. And, um, you know, he might be, he might be, I, I don't disagree with you guys. I, I think he probably is a, a really good fit in Washington, his style of coaching. And, and uh, I think Ovechkin, more than anything else, the one thing Ovechkin appreciates more than anything else is winning. And if he and if he respects you as a coach, and if he thinks your uh, your your coaching methods and your coaching principles are going to take the team to a Stanley Cup, he'll rally the troops. Uh, I certainly have no doubt. So, Naz, thanks for bringing the uh, uh, Mike Babcock uh, Washington Capital situation to our attention. We're still trying to get a hold of Butch, uh, so we'll uh, haven't been able to do that. Uh, Having problems connecting with his phone, world to world. If we can't get a home, we certainly will talk about the Raptors. But uh, we're going to hold off a little while, uh, see if we can get him on, because he'd be the perfect guy to talk some Raptors uh, and NBA basketball. Uh, aside from Mike Babcock uh, potentially going to the Washington Capitals, uh, there's been some hockey on the ice this week. Um, the game last night, the New York Islanders um, basically gave the Philadelphia Flyers a thumping, not necessarily in a physical sense, but on the ice. Flyers weren't really in the game last night other than perhaps the first five minutes. And uh, they get uh, Tampa Bay. They're all heading out from Toronto. That's the end of the Toronto bubble. Now they're all heading out to Edmonton where the Final Four is going to take place. Uh, It's the Islanders against Tampa. It's the Dallas Stars who, in overtime, beat uh, beat Colorado in Game Seven. Certainly, that was a thrilling game. And the Knights, who uh, uh, pounded the Vancouver goalie the entire night. Uh, basically, it was one of those games where the ice seemed to be uh, tilted in the other direction. But finally, they broke through and managed to beat the Vancouver goalie in the in the last uh, few minutes of the game and ended up winning three nothing. So it's the Stars and uh, the Stars and the Las Vegas Knights, which is a story in and of itself, and the Islanders and Tampa. Let's start off with Islanders. And uh, first of all, a shout out. Um, you know, he's been uh, been a friend of the Nazawali Sports Hours. Father's a good friend of mine. Uh, Michael Del Cole, uh, Barry Trotz showed enough confidence to stick Michael in the lineup last night in a Game Seven situation. That speaks volumes. Uh, Michael had his usual discipline game, uh, played his position, and didn't look out of place in a very, very pressure-filled game. 
and congratulations to Michael Del Cole. The uh, New York Islanders, Barry Trott, Lou Lamorello, this team reflects the coaching philosophies and the managerial philosophies of those, those two guys. Let me tell you what Alain Vignol said about the New York Islanders after the game last night, and then I'm going to turn it over to you guys. He said the Islanders are built for this. They've got size. They've got power. They use it. Um, or it tells you what we don't have here in Toronto, doesn't it? Luke? He couldn't have said it in any better way. And they got speed. And at this time of year, if you can't catch speed, you're not going to beat anybody. <clears throat> I, I look at the Islands, and uh, Vino couldn't have said it any better. I watched the game last night. They're on you every single minute. They got a great fourth line with Casey Kazikas, Clutterbuck, and, and Matt Martin, who couldn't play here in Toronto. Okay, they're on you. They're physical to the point where they get in your face. They got guys like uh, Nelson. They got guys like uh, their captain. Um, I can't even think of him right now. Uh, Lee, they got Lee. Who's that? Anders Lee. Lee. Yeah. They got, uh, they got Beauvillier. They got Barzell. They got Eberle. They got no superstar. Well, they got Barzell's a, big, a superstar. They got a big physical defense yeah. that will make you pay the price in the corners and in front of the net. But they're mobile enough that can move the puck. And you saw last night, two of the defensemen, Andy Green and uh, I can't even remember the guy's name now, that, uh, that, that scored the goal. Uh, so they can beat you in any way. This is a younger, tougher version of the Columbus Blue Jackets that Tampa Bay played last year. But Tampa has got the speed. So it's going to be a great matchup because we're going to see tonight or uh, Monday night on if Tampa can withhold or withstand the, uh, the pressure and the physical presence that the Islanders are. And the Islanders don't have any big guys. They're just big and strong, and they play to their size. They're the biggest team in the NHL, them and Dallas. It's interesting. The heaviest two teams that are in the Final Four, Dallas and the Islanders. Uh, you know, it. You know, we uh, can't remember how long ago was it. Naz called me on a sat. Uh, he called me on a Saturday and said we have to replay our new Lamarella interview from a couple of years ago, and 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 this was when Lamarella was still the general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And we went back and listened to that interview. And this, you know, like, like Lamorello, we know. Like, you know, it's not that difficult to read his mind in terms of how he wants his players to play. And Barry Trotz is, you know, he's a perfect coach for uh, for a Lou Lamorello team. Um, highly disciplined. And, you know, in in, in and I don't necessarily want to turn this into a criticism of the Toronto Maple Leafs this morning. That's, uh, you know, we've done enough of that. But it just goes to show when you, it, it teams are built by having valuable parts in, in every, in every built in a certain way. And, you know, you've got to have your skill players, but your team cannot be entirely, you can't build an entirely skilled team. You can't have 18 players that are all trying to do the same thing. And, and I think if the model, uh, certainly, you know, when the Washington Capitals broke through, you know, you look through their lineup, why did they break through? Because they added some toughness. 
you know, um, they, they put in some guys who were some grinders, and 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 that's what the Islanders are. They're they are, and and I disagree with the part about uh, haven't got a superstar. To me, watching Matthew Barzal, and it's not just as uh, not not just as part of this series. Been watching him all year long. This this kid's a superstar. Let's not kid ourselves. The, the, you know he can skate like like nobody else in the league. He's almost at a Connor McDavid level. Um, all the tools, and then and then you look at you know you're watching the game last night and this Pajot kid and I'm and I'm looking at him and I'm saying where, where did he come from? And where where did he come from? He came from the Ottawa Senators. And you know you look at the Ottawa Senators and you know we got to get Eugene and and, and and Pierre back on the show. You know, with the draft picks that they have and some of the young talents that they have, you imagine their lineup with Pajot and Mark Stone in it? Uh, not even counting uh, Eric Carlson, but, you know, Eric Carlson was traded and some of the pieces that are coming are as a result of that. But uh, Islanders, um, I think Tampa's got their hands full, Luke. Um, you know, I'm watching them play last night. They totally dominated the Philadelphia Flyers, who were the, probably the hottest team coming into the playoffs. And the Flyers are a good team. And they were no match for the Islanders last night. They just, Islanders were hungry. And as they said, they're a team. They've got size. They've got skill in some places. And and look look at Barry Trott. What did he do last night? He puts his backup fully in the net in game seven. Barry Trott is going to be the Olympic coach. Canada, the next Olympics. He's got to be the oh, guy. Barry Trotz? I, I Barry mean, Trotz, always, yeah. Yeah, I've always thought he was. And, Lou, I'll, I'll turn it back to you. Um, you know, the Islanders, uh, Tampa, uh, what, do you, what do you think of that series? I, 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 think, I think it's going to be a great series because with all the talent um, that Tampa has up front, um, let's see if Stamkos comes out. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, nobody's think, saying anything about Stamkos. What's um, but all we're, all we're hearing the, is the Islanders are going to have the Islanders are going to have the, the matchups. Any matchup they want, they're going to have because you can, you can remember you can set up a fourth line, and I'm I'm a big fourth line guy because that, that was a role that I had. But uh, the Islanders can set up a, a fourth line matchup against Tampa's first line, and they won't look out of place. You know, and they also got. Uh, Guys, that they got all three lines or all four lines that that are willing to check. They're not. Uh, they're they're great offensively, and I know you say Barzell is going to be a future superstar. I look at a superstar like a, an Ovechkin or or somebody of that nature, and he might be that one. But he's not going to. You know, Lou's not going to give him the money that that they gave. Uh, no, but Lou doesn't throw around money like a drunken sailor. You yeah, know he, he is, is, right? exactly. But right? if they're they're going to match up well. Uh, I think it's going to be the Islanders probably in six or seven because their their depth and their size and their physicalness is going to uh, is going to outlast uh, uh, Tampa. And one of the big keys is you have to wear down uh, Victor Hedman and you have to uh, more or less elite, uh, omit the pestiness of that uh, net line that uh, that Tampa has. And I think the Islanders have the have the players to do that. Uh, on a, on an even level uh, to match up with them, and, you know, they've got the offense. They got uh, Eberle. It's going to match up well against Braden uh, Point. Uh, Kucherov and Barzell are going to wash each other off, 
so they do have the talent there to to match the Islanders up front, but they also have the grittiness of these guys. You look at Pajot and Bouvillier. I can't believe how fast that kid Bouvillier skates. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And if you look at their penalty killers, like Philadelphia went 0 for 17. I could see why. As soon as the puck is down the ice, the the the, uh, the four checkers are right on them. They don't even give them a time to uh, to pick up the puck and, and move it up. Anyways, Lou, on that note, I'm going to have to interrupt you. We've got to go to break. Uh, we've got a spirited hockey discussion that's already taken us to the middle of the hour. We are going to talk, obviously talk some Raptors. And continue to see if we can get a hold of Butch. Uh, we'll, give it, we'll give it another shot. And uh, when we come back from break, we'll, uh, we'll have a little chat about uh, Las Vegas and Dallas. We'll be right back. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville introduced contact-free delivery. Order and prepay online and choose contact-free delivery. The driver will place your order on your doorstep in a nice, clear, protective bag. Then he'll politely stand back two metres and call the number on the receipt. Once you answer the door, he'll give you a little toodaloo and off he goes. Contact-free delivery from pizzaville.ca or the Pizzaville app. Are you real ready? If you're a real estate agent, we can help you sell more homes. A business owner? We'll help show it off to the community at large. And if you're a homeowner, we'll supply accurate floor plans for every room in your home. Because selling property is all in the details. Real Tours Media. Creators of 3D virtual tours, walkthrough video, HDR photography, logos and brands. Check out the one-stop shop for successful real estate agents. Realtoursmedia.ca There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. From face-offs to playoffs, field goals to own goals, you're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon. As usual with me, my co-host, Naz Marchese. Also joining us this morning, Lou Franceschetti. Just before we went to break, uh... We're uh, going to come back and talk uh, the other series. Uh, have another break in the show, and then we're going to give away some more Pizzaville coupons today. Another $50 one and another $25 one. Uh, listen in. I'll be giving out those numbers shortly, and uh, first two callers in will win those coupons. Gentlemen, uh, Islanders, Tampa Bay should be fascinating. Uh, Dallas and Vegas. Uh, that should be an interesting series. The bookmakers... Uh, you want to go lay some bets today? Uh, interestingly enough, you want to go lay some bets in Vegas. Uh, Vegas is the favorite to win the Stanley Cup. Um, 
and Tampa Bay second. Uh, uh, Islanders and Dallas Stars are considered long shots. But uh, turn over to you, Lou. You, Lou, Dallas, Vegas, what do you see? I, I like... Uh... I like Dallas. They've, they've got the size to match up uh, against um, Vegas' physicality. Uh, they've got enough speed up front. They've got enough size up front. Uh, I think it's going to come down like anything else. It's going to come up uh, down to the two goaltenders between Laner and uh, Fleury and Bishop and uh, Kudavin. Uh, it's going to be that kind of series. Uh, Dallas has got uh, three great mobile defensemen in Lindbergh, uh, Lindbergh, uh, Heiskinen, and um, see, I can't even remember the, the other kid's name there now. Uh, and, and so does Vegas with uh, Schmidt, uh, Theodore, and Martinez up front. Uh, similar styles. They're very uh, Vegas is very physical. Uh, obviously, they're going to miss Ryan Reeves at uh, his presence in that first game. Uh, but they're going to come at you. They're not going to back down and. And Dallas has got Sagan, uh, Jody Ben, and uh, uh, and Radulov. So they're going to match up very, very well. And I think it's really going to come down probably to the goaltending, but I'm going to like Dallas in six or seven. Ness? I'm going to take Dallas also because of the experience. A lot of veteran players. Corey Perry is a playoff killer. And there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of skating and a lot of hitting going on in that series. That's going to be a great series to watch. Interestingly enough, I, I'm... Uh... You know, look at it a different way. I, 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 I'm picking. I'm picking Vegas. They just seem to be solid from top to bottom. Um, you know, and they played. Uh, interestingly enough, um, you know, they, they. Uh, I can't remember what month they fired. Uh, they fired their coach, uh, but that didn't didn't seem to have hurt them at all. Uh, they're they're like they seem to me like. Built like the Islanders, they're big, strong. They fight for the puck, and there's no, there's no, there's no empty ice out there. So I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at it that uh, they've met Dallas Stars, met their match this time around. They're, in, they're in tough against a tough physical team, and there isn't going to be enough room on the ice for uh, some of their skill players. You know, interestingly enough, Vegas. What is this their third year in the league? Is it three or four? Three, three. Um, it's remarkable the success they've had in, in such a short period of time, uh, and I guess it goes back to the to the hypothesis I I I, I, I uh, or the theory I started off the show with is you don't you don't build a team with eighteen skill players, and you have five or six players that all do the same thing. Uh, you've got to have teams that are built. Um, to have different skill sets and different, you know, you need some size, you need some power, and it's still a man's game, isn't it, Lou? Um, it, it definitely is. And, again, Vegas is built on, I'm looking at it, no superstars. There's, there's four or five guys on that team that can beat you, not one individual uh, that certain teams rely on. Ness? Yeah, they have Stone and Pat Pacioretty, which they added last year. They're going to be the keys to the series. But I still think Dallas has the veteran presence. And Pavelski is playing for that team, too. And they've got a lot of veterans. And I think Patrick Sagan is going to break out. He's been benched lately. 
and he's going to break out in the series. Uh, don't uh, I, I don't discount going going back to the uh, Colorado series. That was, uh, I mean, watching McKinnon play hockey. Uh, every time I see him uh, play, and I mean, he if he isn't the best player in the game. Uh, he's got to be one E and one B with Connor McDavid. I mean, he he's just he's just an incredible. It's too bad we can't see him more often. And you know, and, and you know, and like two of the two of the great NHL players are you know essentially out west. And you know, if you're in Eastern time zone, you know it's tough to tough to watch them uh, unless you're willing to stay up till late hours of the night. <clears throat> but I I mean I would love and. You know, and then we saw them, and I mean, the, they were in the lineup together on that under twenty three team uh, that played in the in the last World Cup. Man, wouldn't you guys love to see Connor McDavid and Nathan McKinnon skate on the same team, wearing a red and white jersey with a maple leaf on it? How about on um, the same line? <laughs> uh, and you put a pass like Mark. Wow, I mean, I mean, you know, when when they the uh, they. Uh, did they decide they weren't going to the 2000 uh, to the next Winter Olympics? Yeah, they are going. They are going. They are oh, going. They decided. I mean, I I can't wait. I can't wait to see some of this young talent. And then it's not just Canada. Uh, you know, I, I love I love to see the young talent that's in the NHL today go head to head wearing their national jerseys. I mean, you you look through Canada's lineup and McKinnon and 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 and. and uh, you know McDavid and and Kale McCarr, the defenseman in Colorado, unbelievable. Um, and you look at some of the great young American talent, and you know you look at this kid on the Dallas defense, with Hiskinen. Yep, uh, I think he he lines up for Finland, doesn't he? Yep, twenty one years old, he's got twenty one points in the, uh, and he's playing twenty six minutes a game. Uh, you look, you know the you know the Russians have some tremendous young talent. I mean it's. You know, it's been a while since we've seen best on best, and there's a whole new generation that that's uh, that's grown up that we want to see in uh, in uh, you know in in a good international hockey tournament where it's best on best, ours against theirs, and it's uh, I would think it's time we want to see that happen. Anyways, gentlemen, I think uh, that's enough hockey for today. With I beg your indulgence, uh, we've got to talk some basketball. Uh, we've got a few minutes before we go to our next break. Um, Raptors didn't look too good. Uh, first two games against uh, the Celtics. The Celtics seem to have had their number. Um, played. Uh, they were in game two until the very last possession. Uh, didn't catch that last shot. We're in game three. Kyle Lowry's on, uh, got inbounds. I, I can't even remember how much time was left. Was it like a second, second and a half? I have no idea. Point how we point three seconds. Yeah. How the Celtics left and you know be open is, is beyond me. Uh, I I don't know what defensive signal they missed, but thank God they missed it. And uh, he he uh, you know he 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 shoots it up and it and it goes through the twines. We win game three, and last night was a little bit more clinical, wasn't it? Uh, Raptors looked like the Raptors last night. Um, shut the, defensively, they played well. They got the Celtics into 
shooting uh, three balls at a very, very low percentage, which was basically the difference in the game. Uh, and now we're 2-2, two and two, and we seem to have the momentum. Um, we've turned it around. We faced a disaster. <laughs> we're half a second from going down three games, and now, now we've got a series. And if we get through the Celtics, we seem to have solved the Celtics, uh, at least for two games anyways, because they've been our nemesis uh, for most of the year and, and in, into the last two games of this playoff. Uh, we solved the Celtics. Uh, looks like the Bucks are going down. Uh, they're down 3-0 and to, uh, to the Heat. So uh, I would say things are... Uh, not a lot better for the Raptors now than they were about four or five days ago. Ness? The Raptors beat the Celtics up last night. That's what happened. They were physical on the boards, and they were dominant. And they weren't. They didn't play like that in the first two games. Last night, there was no uh, Boston had no chance of winning that game at any point in time. And I think the Raptors are going to go on and win this series now. They, they, I thought it would be a tough series, but I think the Raptors are going to do it. Uh, Lou, before I, I turn it over to you, uh, interesting stats from last night's game. Lowry, of course, was is playing like a man possessed. Uh, he played the, out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, he played the entire second half. The entire second half. He played 44 minutes last night. He played 47 minutes in Game Three. Van Vliet played 45 minutes last night. Of course, we talked in a 48-minute game. And Siakam played 46 minutes last night. So if you want to call these guys your power three, well, Nick Nurse strapped the team to their backs last night. Um, I will, obviously, you've got some comments on Lowry. Uh, any concerns at all that uh, uh, they, can, uh, they can absorb this load uh, game after game after game? Well, you know what? It, it just shows you that Nick Nurse knows his three horses, and he played them right to the end. Guys, he more or less said, guys, we're going to go. We're going to win this game with three, these three guys playing. If they had to play 48 minutes, they would. And I'm looking at every other game that's being played. Uh, LeBron is taking time off. Uh, Davis is taking time off. Harden's taking time off. Uh, Westbrook's taking time off. Like, we're, we're, like they're sitting out maybe five, five to ten minutes every game. But now a nurse has said, guys, this is too important for us. I'm going with all you guys. And it just shows you that uh, what Lowry's got in him. I never thought of him much of a player, what, six, seven years ago when he was, when he was whining uh, about being here and, and playing. But I'll tell you, he put his team on his back last night. When he dove for that ball, uh, and they were up, I think, by about eight or ten points, uh, and the ball was going out, that showed me a lot. When a superstar does that, it shows the team that he's in it uh, to win and win only. Uh, and the other guys are just pitching in. It seems like every single night there's one guy that's, that's standing above everybody else, but it's a different guy. It's not the same guy. Uh, you know, one night Siakam, you look at even uh, Ibaka hitting maybe two or three big shots, and there's only two or three shots that he takes at the end of the game. Gasol uh, is a big uh, defensive force back there. Uh, and even with Van Fleet, you know, just nailing the threes. So it seems like it's one different guy every single game that's coming to the forefront for these guys to uh, to, to be successful. Yeah, certainly uh, uh, Siakam seems to have raised his game the last uh, 
I mean, he was uh, he was such an integral part of their season, and he had taken his game to. Uh, so we've we've thrown this term around uh, today, so we must continue to throw it around. Uh, had taken his game to superstar level. He was, uh, you know, obviously he's got tremendous athletic gifts. Um, I can't say that in the early part of the playoffs and perhaps early in the Celtics series, uh, um, he was playing to what we consider superstar level but the last uh, last couple of games especially last night you know he's uh you know he's uh he's an important important part of the Raptors uh Raptors uh, success and you know going back to Lowry um you know to be fair there have been times over the course of the last 5 years at times we may have been a little bit critical of Kyle uh to that extent but you know we've always said when credit needs to be given we need to give it, and Kyle Lowry, um, yeah, he he certainly has this team on his back shoulders, whatever whatever the appropriate term is, and uh, he's uh, he's he he certainly wants. A, it seems like he wants another ring. There's no question about it. And you know, if they if they can get back, if they can get through the Celtics, you know, things are the chips are starting to line up fairly well for the for the Raptors you know every time we get Butch on the show he always tells us how well the Raptors play when they play the West Coast teams um, you know they've been successful against the Heat the Heat looks like they're going to take out the Bucks. so you know the the road seems to be opening up uh, and you look look back at what happened last year um, we need uh, we needed uh, you know we need a little bit of, of, of I wouldn't call it luck but certain things had to uh, fall our way. And when I say our, obviously, <laughs> speaking as a Raptor fan, um, you look back at last year, we were down 2 nothing to the Bucks. It was, it's like we're, all, we're almost in the same situation. And we were down two games to zip against the Bucks, And we were in double overtime in game three. You guys, I don't know if my memory is serving me well. You know, <laughs> memory yeah, where right. it used to be. But I think we went into double overtime in game three, down two games to nothing. So, you know, we didn't come that far. Like, you go down three nothing in basketball, it's over. I don't think there's ever been one team in NBA history that's ever come back from three, uh, from, from a three O lead. Uh, so we were, we were that close last year and we were that close. We were half a second. Uh, we haven't got through the Celtics yet, and I'm not, you know, I got a knock on wood here. You know, the Celtics pose matchup uh, problems for uh, for the Raptors. It's the one team I, I said if there's one team that the, that would take the Raptors down, uh, I always felt it was the Celtics. Um, just we don't seem to have uh, that much success, but the last certainly last night uh, has got me thinking really positive, guys. Uh, Lou, your thoughts? Well, uh, I, I look on the other side, as well as the Raptors are, are playing, and they are a ferocious uh, defensive uh, team. And when they all buy in, they're, they're going to be very tough to beat. But is Boston going to shoot as, as pathetically as they did last night from the three-point thing? It's going to be a big key in, uh, in Game 5. Uh, also, uh, there's no home field advantage here. There's no... <laughs> Like, they're all playing in the same place. So you're not going to get the crowds that are going to back you, because right now, I guess, 
the Raptors would be playing Game Five in, in their building and, and with the crowd that they have. But you're now in your your in Orlando, and you're more or less in a neutral uh, playing field. So Boston is a tough matchup for 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 the Raptors, but the Raptors still have to come back and play the same kind of game. They can't let up on on uh, Jason Brown or Jalen. Uh, uh, I see. I'm, I'm going cuckoo today with all these names here. Uh, yeah, there's, anyways, there's a lot. There's a lot of sports going on in the world. I know. Right Jason, uh, <laughs> Jason Tatum. So yeah. it's just one of these things that you, you've got to keep the the, the pedal on the uh, on the throttle here uh, if they're going to uh, if they're going to knock off Boston this year. And if you don't, uh, Boston's going to come back. Uh, We've uh, we've got to go to break shortly. Just the last two minutes uh, before we do. Um, there there was uh, a story that that broke this week, which you know it's uh, it's created mixed feelings uh, in the NBA and in and in other circles. And uh, I think we should comment on it because uh, he is a national hero. Uh, Steve Nash was uh, was announced as the new coach of the Brooklyn Nets in. Uh, I'm, I, you know, I'm not going to get into the. You know, there's certain commentators on ESPN that thought that that was an inappropriate um, decision. Um, that Steve Nash had not paid his dues, and of course, that particular commentator decided that he was going to turn it into a racial discussion, which I, I you know. It's it's a tough thing to comment on because Steve is such a national hero in Canada, um, a brilliant basketball mind, and I'm just going to leave it at this, guys. You you guys can comment any which way you want. Um, you know, it's it's unfortunate, it, and I hope we don't get into a world with every single every single hiring decision is turned into uh, a racial discussion. Um, we can fairly debate whether Steve Nash should or should not be the coach of the Brooklyn Nets, whether he has deserved. Uh, but that's a decision that uh, that's made by their management and their owner. And I, I just hope that we can evaluate decisions based on the person rather than their color. Um, and I'll leave it at that. I don't want to get into a spirited debate about it. If you guys want to you, you you want to comment on on the hiring at all? It uh, Charles Barkley was went off the rails when he came and said uh, you know he criticized the guy at ESPN that that brought that into the discussion and said guys can we not just evaluate coaching decisions based on 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 the individual and and I say that with all of the greatest respect for a friend of ours is Butch Carter and you know I'd love to have talked to him about this on the show today and get his perspective. Um, you know, Butch should have been a coach in the NBA. Uh, why he hasn't been a coach for the last 20 years is, to me, shameful. One of the bright, brightest basketball minds. We've talked to him at length about his basketball knowledge. Um, that, I'd love to chat with him. He should have been a coach in the NBA. Should have got all kinds of other opportunities, never has. And, guys, Got a minute. If you guys want to throw any thoughts in on that, uh, be my guest. Steve Nash is a great player, but I don't think he needs the right choice to be a coach of uh, the Nets. I don't think uh, he's just experience-wise. What's that, Wally? 
just experience wise, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't have know. it. He, then, then why? Maybe successful, but I don't think so. I think he's going to have a rough, rough time there. Okay, Luke. Uh, I, I I back what uh, what Nas says. Uh, as much as uh, and what he's done as as a Canadian basketball player in the NBA, I think it's great. But you're putting him in a situation where Brooklyn, as you know, they made the playoffs this year. They had a perfect guy in Tyrone Lou here who has handled LeBron James, uh, ego type player. Now next year he's going to walk into uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. There, two very very strong minded people. Uh, Again, it's it's gonna it's a tough decision. It, it's not a political one. I, I just think that they went uh, in the wrong direction uh, with their signing, uh, especially with the two superstars they have coming back next year. Yeah, I think it's absolutely fair to criticize the decision based on um, based on the factors that you guys just mentioned, and and that's the first sort of the first thing that hit me when I when I heard the decision being made. Why is Steve Nash being uh, the coach, but you know he's got backers. He's you know he's you know he's he's provided technical advice to some teams. Um, you know the concept is that there are there are other coaches in waiting that that deserve that shot better than Steve. I, I if it's if it's a basketball criticism, I have no issue with it. Uh, I think I think that's a legitimate a legitimate criticism of the hiring, um, and we'll we'll leave it at that. Um, He's done so much for basketball in Canada, and let's uh, let's recognize that too. We're going to go to break. Uh, just before we go to break, I just want to announce our uh, our uh, Pizzaville numbers. Call in first two callers, area code four one six three six zero zero seven four zero one eight six six seven four zero four seven four zero fifty dollar gift coupon and twenty four. $25 gift coupon uh, ready to go. We'll be back to wrap it up the last couple of minutes of the show. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville introduced contact-free delivery. Order and prepay online and choose contact-free delivery. The driver will place your order on your doorstep in a nice, clear, protective bag. Then he'll politely stand back two metres and call the number on the receipt. Once you answer the door, he'll give you a little toodaloo and off he goes. Contact free delivery from pizzaville.ca or the Pizzaville app. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. Are you real ready? If you're a real estate agent, we can help you sell more homes. A business owner? We'll help show it off to the community at large. And if you're a homeowner, we'll supply accurate floor plans for every room in your home. Because selling property is all in the details. Real Tours Media. Creators of 3D virtual tours, walkthrough video, HDR photography, logos and brands. Check out the one-stop shop for successful real estate agents. Realtoursmedia.ca There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. 
the law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. You name it, they'll argue about it. No sport left unturned. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live on the new AM740 FM 96.7 video streaming. Not video streaming anymore, but audio streaming. www.zoomerradio.ca. If we didn't have enough sports to throw into the mix, we've got uh, two, two new ones. NCAA football and NFL football. The NCAA, NCAA started off their schedule this week. Uh, I was on flipping the dial yesterday. Guys, we've got every major sport going on at the same time. Uh, I think my TV is going to blow up. I can't possibly watch all this stuff. Uh, so you sort of got to pick and choose. But NCAA, NCAA football uh, this week, NFL football next week. Uh, the NCAA, uh, the ACC, the SEC, and the Big 12 are going. The Big 10 and the Pac-12 are sitting it out. Um, I don't know what this means in terms of, I guess we're not going to have a national championship, um, which, man, when I watch NCAA, when I watch NCAA football, I'm always saying, like, Who's going to win the national championship? So yes, we're, we're going to have a national championship. Going to say, somebody's going to say, I'm going to win the ACC. Uh, it doesn't have the same ring. Notre Dame's got a game against Duke this coming Saturday at 2.30 in the afternoon. Uh, Notre Dame's in the ACC this year. Um, it's all conference schedules. I think they're actually going to have eleven or 12,000 students in, 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 uh, in the stadium. I guess obviously spread out because... 12,000 people in a stadium this size is like uh, you can probably hear a pin drop because they're, you know, you get into some of these stadiums, they're over 100,000 people. Uh, but what's the point, Luke? Well, for one, they are going to have a national championship. It just won't include the uh, the Pac-12 and the, and the Big Ten. Because well, then it's not, games. you know, come on, let, let's call it spade a spade. It's not a national championship, but, you know, it's Ohio. Well, it's, it's just like the National Hockey League. You know, the best team's never, never going to actually win. I think right now the Final Four is going to be is going to be the interesting time. You're going to get four of the teams here. But I understand where you're coming from because I think there's four teams that are ranked in the top 10 or top 15 that yeah. are in those Lou, two conferences. Lou, I- yeah, Lou, I want to get your quick thoughts. I, I don't want to give Naz an opportunity to get his thoughts in as well because we only have about a minute left. Naz? It's, it's, yeah. Go ahead, Naz. Yeah, Alabama starts on the 26th. Missouri, right? Yeah, they start at the end of the month. Yeah. But, Naz, uh, Mike, you, you're not going to have a national champion. You, you, you can vote whatever you want, but I, I, don't, I don't know. You, you can't have a college football playoff. You know, you you can have one, of course, but you know you've got two of your two of your biggest conferences. You got Penn State, not uh, can't can't challenge for it. Ohio State can't challenge for it. All the big teams on the West Coast can't challenge for it. It sort of defeats the purpose. Now, they do have to have a national. It's still a national championship. These guys have opted out from playing this year, right? Yeah, Naz, it's ten o'clock. It's ten o'clock. I hate to interrupt, but I got to ask you, how do the Bills look? Real quick. Those look great. 
Bills are going to be right up there. That's okay. Sure. We'll, we'll look for that. So we'll add two more sports to our agenda. So, uh, oh, wow. Anyways, to all our listeners, Lou, thank you. Ned, thank you. To all our listeners, have a fantastic and safe week. We'll be back next Sunday morning. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.